With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of Hardwood Handicappers. Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin is back after a much-deserved vacation. Kelly, yeah. how are the days off, buddy? It was good, man. It was great. It was much needed. You're right. It was uh, you know a long stretch of everything going on there. Took a few days off right in the middle of this first round. I'm ready to go through the finals, baby. Let's go. NBA playoffs. All right, good. This is just in time for me to abandon you. No, I am. There you uh, go. <laughs> uh, my my somewhat fake title of senior NBA analyst means that I'm not allowed to leave until the NBA season is gone. So that's right. You're least, locked in, bro. That's right. <laughs> or at least they feel obligated to do so. So uh, it has been an interesting week since you've been out. We've had a lot going on, and we had a lot going on over the weekend. But we should start this podcast with some headlines, and it's a big one. Deer and Fox, Kelly, we were just talking about the luck of the Golden State Warriors in terms of their runs that they have been on. Well, the luck continues to a certain extent, not to take away anything from what Golden State has done as a team, but De'Aaron Fox is considered doubtful for game four of this series against the Golden State Warriors. Apparently, he fa- fractured the very tip of his left index finger in game four. Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, reports that there's still hope he will try to play. Fox would, quote, need to play with a protective covering on the finger, and he will be listed as doubtful, end quote. That comes from an Adrian Wojnarowski. So this is going to be very interesting because even if we get Fox, clearly he's going to be injured on his left hand. And what a covering means for a basketball player's handles, especially a guard, is going to be very, very intriguing. So what do you make of this? Warriors had actually gotten up to a one and a half point underdog mm-hmm. as the day had gone on after this line had been hung after their game for victory. Uh, but now this is going to swing back to Golden State and looking at the board right now, DraftKings has them Warriors as three and a half point favorites, total of 234. Yeah, I mean, this is massive, right? This is series shifting. This is, uh, yep. I, I mean, I'm sure we were going to hit a bunch on the game yesterday anyways, but you think you, you think about how that game ended and how easily it could have gone the Kings way and how easily we could be sitting here three, one right now, uh, Sacramento and it's two, two. And now it looks like Sacramento's going to be without its best player who, I mean, JVT for anybody who's missed a deer and Fox this year is been putting on a show almost night in night out, uh, in this series. And it is, uh, just crushing, just crushing. uh, If this, if this happens to be an extended injury, for this series for him. So, um, man, it's, it's really tough because this has been so fun to watch too. the Kings and Warriors going back and forth. Uh, you know, Warriors definitely see it, uh, seeming to find themselves in the series a bit, but you know, major road questions for them and they're about to head right back out on the road. So uh, it sucks. I mean, is it, is it probably over if he misses a game? Yeah, it probably is in my mind. I, 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 and you know, if, I don't know what the, if this is a type of injury you can play through or not. I'm guessing he's probably going to try to play through it, but I mean, it can't be good, right? Have, have, a, have a messed up finger on your shooting, man. That's for sure. 
Yeah, no, that's like that's the thing in the aspect of the cover, like what that means on the finger, even if he does play right and how that affects him as a ball handler is going to be pretty interesting. And, and look, I don't think it says anything that we're not speaking uh, anything crazy and anybody doesn't know. Darren Fox is awesome. Darren Fox won the clutch player of the year. The first time the award was handed out for a reason. He's been awesome in the last five minutes of these games. He's been a big reason why they won those first two games. And man, it's and it kind of sucks from a viewer standpoint. And I will say, I feel like if De'Aaron Fox was going to play, he wouldn't play if he was going to be a negative for his team, right? Yeah. So when you talk about, so essentially what the market is saying is De'Aaron Fox's tip of his left finger is being broken is worth four points, right? Like like five points given this adjustment. So it sounds like he's going to try to play. Do you play Sacramento knowing that he's going to play and that there will be a market shift? And I shouldn't say knowing that it sounds like he is going to try to play. Man, I couldn't. Like I, I could, yeah. I couldn't play it. Um, but but I think it's one of those you could sit, you could go in, you could go in looking to maybe play it live, right? Go in, see how how much he he seems to be affected by it. Uh, you know, is he is he doing all the same things that he's normally doing? You know what I mean? Or is he being more passive? You know, not as aggressive uh, offensively. Um, I think that's the way that I'll approach it. I, I don't know. What do, what, what do you think? I, it doesn't, for me right away, and especially missing that number move, it does not, it doesn't right. get a bet out of me. Cause I'm also, I'm also not laying points with the Warriors right now. Yeah. Cause, cause uh, I just don't know the extent of it, right? Like yeah. I don't know how bad it is. I mean, you could also, and look Kelly, you could also make the argument going back to game two, right? Where the Warriors closed as two point favorites that this is only a one and a half point adjustment. The last time we saw them play. So like there's, there's many ways you can make this argument when you're talking about the way this line's been adjusted. But I would agree with you. And honestly, I kind of want to see the finger cover, right? Like, right, what's it right, look yeah. like? Is it, How is bulky it, is that? Yeah. Right. Is it bulky? Like, Just is that going to be something Yeah, that's going to change everything? Is he going to try to do like, you know, when you drink tea and you stick your pinky out, but is he going to try to dribble a ball with like the finger up? Like, is that, are those things going to happen? It's just, it's all too tough to know. And with information that he's just, hey, he's going to give it a try and he might put a cover on it. It's just way too tough to know what that effect is going to be. It just sucks too. It sucks for a lot of reasons from a viewership standpoint, from anybody who had bet the Kings to win this series. And look, you, cause you mentioned, we'll talk about the game and we, we mentioned luck at the top, the, the Warriors, the way this is going for them, man, the fact that they can overcome Steph Curry calling a timeout when they didn't have any still win that game. And now you get the Aaron Fox injured. It's, incredible. Just, it's an incredible sh- like string of events here over the last 24 hours. It, it, it's it's my blog. I like the we 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 hit on it a lot this morning on a numbers game. But like the art, like the change in what like what the future of the Warriors could be if yep. you know, if if they lose that game last night, and then I guess if there's no De'Aaron Fox injury, but even if they lose that game last night, you're down a three one hole. Yep. Like I mean, man, like you you might be rolling into the off season here. You're gonna be you'd be hearing things about. Oh, Warriors bounced in round one. Are there any changes that need to be made? Like, who knows what this spirals to, right? And now it's now it's okay. You escape that the next day. The Aaron Fox with an injury. Okay, maybe you're able to escape out of this series now. And then who knows what the future of this playoffs is for them? It might go on to be a pretty dang good a playoff run for them. Yep. So I, it's just amazing, amazing at what 24 hours or less how much things can change. Look, if somebody who has some pretty good numbers on the Warriors to win the Western Conference. I, I don't mind it too much, right? It's just the basketball fan of me that suck, that it sucks to see because yeah. De'Aaron Fox has been playing well. And, you you know, and you just hate it for, like, teams like Sacramento, which had, like, look, 
the Sacramento was legitimate. I think we know that by now, right? Like they they were up on Golden State. Everybody was talking about wanting to play the Sacramento Kings. And you know, we talked about this a lot on the podcast that I'm not sure if that's what you really want, that they're going to put up more of a fight than you really think, than the market thought. And that has totally been the case right now. So it, it sucks for a Kings team that have fought pretty well and deserved to be here on this stage in terms of the postseason. And the Golden State Warriors, too, should know uh, for the series now, they were eighty favorites to win the series, which was pretty surprising before the Darren Fox injury news, just because, again, you have to win two out of three on the road. Uh, Now Warriors up to minus 250 favorites to win the series with this news that De'Aaron Fox uh, is indeed going to at least be doubtful uh, for that game. So, And look, this is kind of the thing, Kelly. Like I mentioned, you've been gone for the last few days. Injuries have kind of taken shape uh, in this postseason or have shaped this postseason. One of the most – it sucks. And one of the most recent injuries, we we can get to the Clippers a little bit later. There's not much drama there, and they don't play today. Joel Embiid being, quote, 50-50% for the next series against the Boston Celtics, according to Doc Rivers, it could be Doc Rivers playing games. But at the same time, I mean, we've seen Joel Embiid deal with these injuries before, and now the most important player on a team that I think is going to be up against it in a second-round series against Boston, they could be without their best player for the first game. Yeah, uh, the Sixers are good. We know that. We've been talking about that all year. But, man, it's – if they have a limited or 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 Joel Embiid missing games in that series, it is really hard to think of them getting out of that against Boston. Yeah. I, I just I I don't know how else to say it. Right? It's it already was going to be a tough matchup for them them to begin with. But I mean, I just want just from a basketball fan standpoint, man, like this is it sucks talking about this kind of stuff. You know, what I mean, like I want to see all these best teams play with their best players. Like I don't, I don't want to see these teams uh, deal with injury issues, especially. Like the NBA playoffs go on for a while, you know. I mean, the fact yep. that all, all this has happened in a, like a what a like a week and a half, we're talking like this is insane. Yeah, it sucks when because it's to all the stars, right? Like yes. that's the, that's the problem, yeah, right? Yeah, it's it's Giannis, it's Joel, it's Kawhi, it's De'Aaron Fox. Like we just go down the list of these guys that are injured. It's all the best players. Like you know, no offense to like a Kevin Herter. Right. But if, like if it's Kevin Herter, it's not it's not as big of a deal. You can overcome that. But it's to the guys who are, you know, the straws that stir the drink for these teams. And it absolutely blows. And I have to tell you, too, Kelly, you know, since I haven't been able to talk to you, yeah. the more I watch that Brooklyn series with Philadelphia and I already thought the matchup was terrible for them, the more and more I am moving toward Boston and four, Boston and five and or wow. Boston series spread. I, I thought they were a terrible matchup for them to begin with. And just this apathy that you saw from Philly in this series against Brooklyn, yeah. I I come away less than impressed with the Philadelphia 76ers. Honestly, this is going to sound really weird, given the fact that they swept them. I thought that was kind of a disappointing series for Philadelphia. It's funny you say that, because I, th- I, I I kind of feel the same way, too. I think you look right? at some of James Harden's like really poor shooting numbers, yep. especially inside the arc. Like It's just, it's a different game for him now, where it's it's especially when they're not, they're not calling stuff as much in the playoffs. Right. Like there there's, I mean, I think it was like sub 30%. He is like near the rim just cause he can't Kelly. He, can't he took his he first free throw attempt in the game three. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Like you can't draw contact. Like you can't get a foul. And it's like, if he's just limited to a three point shooter, I mean, Hey, it's, you know, he's a good point guard and he can shoot the three, but it's just not the James Harden that you're, you, that you're expecting to get out of him. If you, if that's what you're going to get in a limited Joel Embiid, Man, it's just like it makes things a really, really difficult ask for them to go out and beat Boston. I'm with you. Yeah. So I, I haven't gotten to talk to you like we've talked about. Um, so let's talk uh, like as we're talking about injuries. First off, 
Clippers are pretty much toast. We got an update from Ty Lu earlier today. Um, you know, he actually came out and defended Kawhi Leonard to a certain extent about load management, brought that up uh, because there's still, for some reason, a thought that Kawhi Leonard, I don't know, just doesn't want to play basketball in the playoffs. So he has to come out and say, like, this isn't load management. <laughs> He's injured. If he could play through it, he would. There hasn't been any positive talks about whether Kawhi is going to come back or not. doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Clippers fought pretty hard in game three. Game four actually played Suns alternate line at a small plus price. They ended up getting that done. I, if Kawhi's not going to play, it's hard to see them extend this series out, especially back in Phoenix. But I, I don't know. Any thoughts on Phoenix in Los Angeles with the Clippers and Kawhi? Because it's just been, you talk about just disappointment. And we can tie in a series price that's been posted. We'll talk about that momentarily. But I, Clippers don't have that much life in your mind either, unless Kawhi comes back, right? Unless Kawhi comes back. And then, I mean, I'm sure you saw Paul George uh, going through uh, workouts this morning with the team. Um, Kelly, <laughs> two days ago. Breath, <laughs> Two days ago, I watched Paul George. It was like a two-minute clip, and I watched it like three times of shirtless Paul George with like the heart rate monitor around his chest, going through drills, running upstairs, and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, man, if only. It's the same <laughs> thing with this team all the time, man. Like, I, I, I will. This is going to be one of those, Kelly, where it's just like the year that Kawhi tore his ACL. You are not going to be able to convince me that this, the Clippers couldn't have won this series against Phoenix if everybody was healthy. And, and I don't even mean yeah. Paul George. I just mean Kawhi Leonard. Like, yeah. if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, this was a winnable series for them. And just it just didn't work out. I mean, if if they're both healthy, I would have expected them to win the thing after yes. after how we saw the first couple games play out, especially. But um, yeah, I mean, if he was there, man, I've got like this over five and a half games in this series. That sucks. So I'll be yep. rooting hard. I got Clippers them. plus two and a half games, and they were yeah. up one nothing. Exactly. So I'll be rooting hard for him this next game. But man, yeah, it just it feels it feels over, it feels over. But man, going forward. It doesn't give me much confidence in the Suns. And I know you were kind of, you know, crescendoing into that. But if we're yep. talking about that Suns Nuggets series, man, like I'll be looking at Denver hard. Yeah, I agree. And so the Westgate, the Superbook hung up a uh, a series price. They were the first ones to do it. It had Suns minus 125. DraftKings followed shortly after that. Last time I looked, it was minus 140 in favor of Phoenix over the Denver Nuggets. And I, it, I think it's twofold, Kelly. I think one... I don't think you're really impressed overall coming out of this series for Phoenix, kind of fighting tooth and nail with the Kawhi-less Clippers for a vast majority of the last two games, right? Yep. And on top of that, you know, this is part of the series preview I wrote on the Nuggets. Like, I, I kind of think we've come a little too far in the wrong direction on Denver. Like, I get it if you want to be down on them, but the market was way too low on them in this series against Minnesota. And sure, they kind of slept walk through game four. It happens. You're up 3 nothing. Go back home and close this thing out. But... I, I, I got to think that, especially if that price continues to climb, the bigger the plus price on Denver, the more tempted I'm going to be here to bet the Nuggets because I, I like you, I'm with you. Even defensively, the Phoenix Suns did not really look great against the Kawhi-less Clippers over the last two games. Yep. Yeah, completely. Right now, DraftKings, that is Suns minus 145, Nuggets plus yeah. 115. Um, yeah, I, I guess I don't really know where I think that moves. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I don't think if it, I don't know if I think it moves crazy for, you know, from whatever this does. Whatever the series does start. I mean, it's already moved 20 cents in, in their direction from the market, at least. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. Superbook yeah. opened at 125. So. All right. Well, I'll let it keep moving then. Yeah, you're yep. right. I mean, I'll, I'll take nuggets at a plus price. You got home court advantage. Man, I'll I'll take that. I'll take a piece of that for sure. Yeah. I That's that's the thing I'm thinking about here. I can't wait to see where it ends up. Um, Man. Yeah. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that matchup anyway. Uh, all right. So with that, we have a lot to get to because, you know, we miss Kelly. We have a lot to recap uh, from the weekend that was and the games that will be. 
I wanted to throw something at you betting wise uh, that ties into some of the games yesterday and it ties into Sacramento and Golden State and Boston and Atlanta. What have you made of some of the shooting regression and hot shooting and like there's been there's been wide varieties of shooting slumps and or streaks that we're seeing in the first round, Kelly. Yeah. And it, we I had this conversation with Jared Smith yesterday on Live Bet Sunday, which was, you know, at some point I get you just got to trust that water is going to find its level with some of the shooting. And I bring that up is let's go to Sacramento Golden State, for example, yesterday. Right. And I ended up betting that game over the total and up flying over the total, even though the market actually started to hit the under. And if you look at some of the shooting numbers, Kelly, and this is for our audience right now, too. Through the first three games of the series, Sacramento shot 27.4% on three-point attempts, 26.4% on wide-open three-point attempts. That, again, for our audience, a defender six feet or farther away. For Golden State, through the first three games of the series, the Warriors shot 32.1% on three-point attempts, and they shot 33.3% on a wide-open attempts. So 32.1% overall, 33.3% on wide-open attempts. Then you get to Sunday. Kings shoot 40% from the flip, 40% from, yeah. from deep, 58% on wide open three point attempts. Warriors shoot 41% from deep, 46% on wide open attempts. So, in other words, that finally started to work itself out. Boston Atlanta tied into it as well. But I've kind of I've been trying to, the term is catch the falling knife, right? With some yeah. of these totals. And Boston Atlanta is a good example. I have bet every single game over, and the first two games went way under, but it was like every number screamed at you. This should be a higher scoring series. And what happened the last two games? Way over because Atlanta, who was shooting 17% on wide open threes in the first two games, ended up shooting the lights out in the two games in Atlanta. So I've been kind of being stubborn with the way that these numbers are projecting out. How have you handled some of this? Have, have you noticed it? Because there's another team we'll talk about a little bit in Miami that has been on the opposite side of this. Yeah, de definitely. I mean, it's definitely something I've noticed with some of these teams. And I think you're, I think you're looking at it the right way, right? It's the... Like, should we expect defensive adjustments throughout the course of a series? Of, co of course we should. But when you look at three-point shooting percentages, and especially wide-open three-point shooting percentages, those are the ones where, you know, it's simply what you're saying is, okay, you're shooting way below what your team average normally is. You expect a, ri a rise from this. And I think that's where you can uh, – I think you can absolutely read into that and expect that expect that to go up with, te with teams like that. I don't really know – Besides the example that you just gave out, I don't really know if I'd be re overreacting to any other, uh, you know, kind of shooting percentage stuff. But yeah, absolutely. When you're starting to look at totals, uh, team totals, and even sides, it plays it, it you know, plays into. Um, yeah, absolutely. You can you you can you can look into that and then see if you should be betting an over or under or or maybe a side or not. But yeah, I, I, that's the. I, I mean, I think that's a great example with the Warriors-Kings. I didn't even know they were shooting that bad those Dude. first couple games. So, yeah, no surprise at all, I think, to see what they did yesterday. Yeah, and and like and part of the example of, again, going back to like that catching a falling knife, right, or, you know, the it's due theory or they're yeah. due, right? You know, you can talk about um, like the coin flip, for example, and if it hits 17 times in a row, let's say it hits heads, you know, it's a 50-50 split. Like the odds aren't going to change whether or not it hits heads or tails. The difference for me was, and when you're talking about these games, you're adjusting the odds or the totals, right? Yeah. Like the totals are changing. You're not giving me the same total every time and saying, hey, we should bet this. You know, I should bet this over. It's now it's two points lower. Now it's a point lower. Now it's two and a half points lower. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to bet this thing because the market's adjusting on something that has happened when every number says that this should actually be the opposite of what is happening at this point right now. And uh, right now, down a little bit, but even in terms of these totals that you've played in these series up to this point. So, it's interesting to see if it comes out, but it's also part of Kelly. And I don't know how you handle this. 
it has been one of my weaknesses as a handicapper that I'm trying to kind of get through, which is having a theory and taking lumps on that theory and kind of trusting that it ultimately come out in the end right. And so far, that's been the case, right? Like in the the Celtics series, again, betting those first two games over and taking those losses and still being like, nah, like I'm going to trust that this is going to at least come to the point where I can, you know, break even maybe. And sure enough, like the last two games have gone over. And at minus 110, it's a small loss. But again, coming back to Boston, we'll see if I want to bet that thing over and what some of the numbers would suggest. But it's been one of my weaknesses as a handicapper to not kind of like stick with something. And I'm trying to work that out. And this this postseason, I've done it. And it's it's been okay. Well, and I think especially when you're talking about something like that, like shooting percentages too. Like, look, I mean, can a team shoot really bad or really good for a game? Yes. For a couple games? Yes. For a few games? Yes. But yes, after, you know, after that, yes, you're expecting it to correct itself a little bit. So yeah, I think it's, it's tough. It's tough to sit there betting something that keeps losing. But if you're like, your theory sound, man, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. What you're, what you're looking into when you're looking at those kind of percentages and looking at totals dropping, and betting over like the theory is absolutely sound. It is, yeah. Some that maybe I should have been doing as well. Obviously it paid off well for you last night. So with that, the opposite side of this, what are we doing with our Miami heat through three games? Miami is shooting 50% on 31.3, three point attempts per game, despite generating the fewest uncontested three point attempts in the postseason. They have only generated 31 wide open looks against Milwaukee and yet they're shooting 50% on 31.3 three-point attempts per game. And like that was kind of my other barometer about this, right? Which is like, okay, I had two teams, actually technically three, because Sacramento and Golden State both were playing each other, then Atlanta, that were generating high volume of wide-open looks that just weren't going down. Miami's the opposite, where they're shooting at an insane clip and not even generating wide-open looks. Like, you talk about course correction coming. That's got to be coming. Oh, yeah, you would think so. And it's, I mean, especially if there's any, uh, you know, any kind of hitch in, in Jimmy Butler's uh, giddy up here this uh, today, just to yeah. at least facilitating the offense and stuff to get get guys in position. I yeah, yeah, I, it's been bothering me for three games, obviously, as, as a Milwaukee <laughs> backer. Today's tonight's where I make my stand, JVT. I'm telling Let's you that. I, I laid it yesterday uh, with Milwaukee. I laid it again when the honest news came out this morning. Uh, looking like he's going to play here tonight. Um, I don't know really where you were at. I kind of, I kind of believed in some of the reports that he probably could have gone that last game, and they're just trying to give him one more game of rest. Um, but man, I, I, I hope he comes back looking good. But you know, we've talked about this already. Right. Like I think, I think the Bucks without Giannis might still match up pretty good against this Heat team. So I, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm laying points. I'm laying a fair amount of points here in Milwaukee in Miami. It's not something I would, you know, suggest doing often, but. Man, this feels like a turning point game tonight. Like I think this is this is a Bucks stomp them game. They can't keep shooting that well. Uh, you, you know, the Heat game in and game out if without Tyler anything, Hero too. And Tyler Hero's not there. If there's anything wrong with Jimmy Butler, like what is this team going to do offensively? I, I don't know. I I think this is a Milwaukee run out tonight. Yeah, I, I kind of get that sense too. I did not get in on the news enough, so it's seven and a half. What do you think? Is it playable at seven and a half still, or, or would you wait in the game? <laughs> I mean, that's where it's tough, right? Because we do like yeah. the whole like whole like, okay, well, what if this game was in Milwaukee? We'd really be like laying thirteen and a half points or thirteen points more or more than that with the Heat. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that's where it makes the number a little a little bit more tolerable when you're laying seven, so, even though you're on the road. But it, I, it, I don't know, JVT. I wouldn't have a problem with someone playing it still. I really wouldn't. 
so we had last week in, in one of the days that you weren't here, we talked to Matt Meiselman, right? Mm-hmm. And he's an awesome NBA handicapper. And he brought up a great point to me, Kelly, that actually ties into this. I want to get your thoughts on because you like you said, right? So if we play our usual game, seven and a half, translating back to my or, excuse me, back to Milwaukee, it'd be 13 and a half, right? However, yeah. what Matt brought up was actually in postseason series, um, home court tends to diminish because think about this, right? Milwaukee and Miami, for example. Well, they played in Miami the other day. Milwaukee hasn't gone anywhere. They're back in the same building today. So your home court, like part of home court is the travel to get to the destination. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see in the regular season, or at least that's how Matt quantified it was, you know, when you see these series and when they play each other back to back, right? And you'll see the market move off of the previous number of the first game. And I always perceived it as, oh, because of the result. Where Matt perceived it as, no, it's actually the diminishing of home court because these teams have been playing each other on this court. So if you're talking about that from that perspective, and a weakened home court, let's say home court for Miami is now like one and a half or something like that, right? Well, then all of a sudden, Milwaukee seven and a half actually becomes a little bit more palatable, right? No, it does. It does. And look, I think that's that's def. I mean, travel is definitely the maybe the largest part yeah. of when we talk about home court advantage. But I still think that still think the fact that you're talking about a playoff atmosphere in some of these buildings like that matters. Um, I, I think that still definitely does give give a team an edge. So I get I get where he's coming from because that I mean yes, the travel I think is one of the largest parts. But then it's then it's well, how much can you factor? I don't. That's where I'm not going to go crazy playing around with my home court numbers because right. I think you do. I think that's a good point. From game three to game four, you should take it down a little, a, a little bit. But you know, we're, we're talking about the entire playoffs. We're going to go th- go through here, and there's so many, you know, so many days off between games too, right? So like when you're traveling, you might be traveling a day or two before the game's actually played. So it doesn't hurt you as much then too. So I don't know. That, I, I think I would be careful with going crazy over adjusting what your home court numbers are, but I think that makes a lot of sense what he's talking about. All right. I'll tell Matt Maslin you think he's an idiot. That's that's what I <laughs> took from it. All right. <laughs> no. uh, all right. Let's take our let's take a break here. When we come back, uh, we have one more game left tonight, obviously. Los Angeles taking on Memphis. Uh, we got to talk about that and just the the victimizing of Dylan Brooks, the oh, poor man. guy. I he he just he just take keeps taking easy, hits. Bro. And it's it's not his fault, I swear. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, back here on Hardwood Handicappers. Kelly Bidlin is back. It's a happy day because Kelly is uh, back in the saddle. So let's talk about LA and Memphis. Let's talk about the non-betting stuff first because I teased it. 
Dylan Brooks is a nerd. Like he, he's a yes. dork. He's a wimp. Like I'm going to say all these negative things and I'm very pro player. So I don't mean this like with my chest, but it's like, dude, come on. You what? Like you're talking about poking the bear. You're doing all the villain stuff. Apparently, according to Tim McMahon over at ESPN, I don't know if you caught this, Kelly. Apparently his teammates call him Dylan, the villain. So like <laughs> for him to tell the media that his perception as a villain is constructed by the media and the fans what are we doing i don't know i i, I just i rolled my eyes when i first saw the comments because i'm like i'm like yeah this is the way to get the media off your back right like th- this is what you should say for them to get off your back like no like if anything the, every media outlet's just gonna feel insulted of how lightly they've maybe taken it on you it's like when they thought they've pulled punches a little bit guess what they ain't pulling punches anymore after you just went directly after the media <laughs> with how they treat you like oh my gosh so yeah, i don't know man like for for the on the court stuff, I get the act. Like I get the act. It is it is totally about getting under someone's skin. And if you can do that through the media, great. And if it screws them up, uh, if it screws them up at all, then great, it works. But man, like now now you're talking about how how it, it's it's outsiders' fault, you know, for making him seem like that. Like no, you make yourself portray, portray like this. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was amazed by that. Um, so matchup tonight, Memphis and LA, uh, Memphis gets absolutely road killed in the uh, first quarter of that game the other night. And then, you know, they, they get, they kept it close enough on Saturday night where like I had to keep watching it, but not yeah. close enough to where it was actually interesting. So they end up losing by 10. And I, like I tell, I made this case on Sunday on the, on the show on the live at Sunday. It was like, I just, I haven't seen enough from this series, Kelly, to make me think that, Hey, the Grizzlies who, by the way, the stat is now out there, right? Uh, Ofer as a road underdog so far this year. Um, I think it's like what now? Oh, oh, 15 straight up and like one in 14 against the spread. Something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, I, I haven't seen anything that would make me come off my priors and my series bet that the Lakers are going to win this thing and that the matchups play in their favor. Yeah, no, completely agree. That that was I, it was a big bet for me on Saturday on the Lakers. I didn't yeah. I haven't made anything yet for tonight, but man, I'm, I'm I mean, the Lakers are pulling me hard in that direction. It, it's yep. it's. Um, I, I mean, I mean, mainly I, before we go into anything else, it's what you said. It's just, it's just the matchups we talked about before the series has even started. And what, I mean, you're really not, you're still not slowing down. I mean, really AD, AD in, in LeBron James, I mean, 31 and 17 for AD on Saturday, 25 and nine for LeBron. It's just, there these front court, these front court issues are going to continue to be a struggle. Cause much like you talked about, three-point percentages, um, it, 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 you know, and those kind of going back and finding their level, like, that, that's not the case when it comes to, like, layups and play around the rim. That stuff can continue. That's not something you should expect too much regression from. Do I expect a better game from Jaron Jackson Jr.? Yeah, I do. But, like, like we talked about even before the series started, asking him to be the complete defensive anchor of everything that happens at the rim on that side and then and then contribute offensively is asking a ton of a very very young player going up against two extremely savvy veterans that know how to get this done. So I it's I like the Lakers in the series. I do like them tonight. I might go into this just looking to live bet them, but if any if I was going to bet anything pregame, it would absolutely be on the Lakers side. 
Yeah, I um, I don't disagree with anything there. <laughs> I don't disagree with anything at all uh, from that standpoint. All right. I, I, I mean, do, it may be jaw. Like, I guess the one thing I can give them is, yes, I think Jaron Jackson will have a better game tonight. And yes, I think jaw will come alive quicker this yeah. evening, right? Like, because a lot of that was, a lot of that was kind of in that second half of that game and a lot of his scoring. So yeah, maybe I'm, maybe that's giving me a little bit of pause, of, you know, of pulling the trigger here pregame, but. Again, man, I think just everything points in the Lakers' direction in the series to me. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to have episodes every single day, and uh, we did, of course, have a lot to get to, a little bit of a thinner card today. Any hope for the Cleveland Cavaliers who head back home down 3-1 to the New York Knickerbockers? Nope, that was, uh, I think that was, uh, that series I was dead wrong on. I am incredibly impressed with what the Knicks have been able to do. Um I, I don't know if I'm more impressed with them or, or more shocked with how poor, poor the play has been from Cleveland. It just yeah. it feels like feels like their front their front court has gotten destroyed. They haven't made many adjustments that they should be making. But I, you got to give the credit to the Knicks though too. They have looked they have looked great. I think that you know Tibbs deciding to roll without Julius Randle on the floor for major minutes of that last game. Like what a call coaching wise. I, th- this Knicks team has been incredibly impressive to me, and I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I was dead wrong with the series. Did you see that Randall uh, left in a huff yesterday, didn't talk to the media? Because uh, apparently, you know, of course, benched at the end of that game for all intents and purposes. Did not like it. No, I did not see that because they made it. They definitely made a point uh, uh, made a point of it on the broadcast about how good of a teammate he was being on the bench, too, <laughs> while he was being benched. Well, that he was, like, sitting there clapping, clapping along his team and everything. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, it played the part on the so floor, maybe- at least. So maybe that implodes then going forward. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I do. I feel like I'm pretty confident that this ends in six back at MSG. Um, yeah. Right. Because I, I like the spot we talked about, like willingly betting into a bad spot or, you know, a spot that has been baked into the market with the Warriors in game three, because everything came to fruition uh, when it came to that game. But um, I, I think I'd be willing to bet into that for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Although I will say, as we talk about like how this has played out, Dude, the Knicks, one of the key things that we talked about and I wrote about up on the website, the offensive rebounding, and the Cavs were quietly a pretty bad defensive rebounding team, and the Knicks have crushed them on the offensive glass for these three games. Yeah, but but, but, I mean, man, I think still when when you get into a playoff series and minutes, uh, you know, become bigger for your more important players and you're talking about what Mobley and Jared Allen do, I'm still impressed. Like You can give me the regular season numbers all you want. I'm still damn impressed the Knicks are able to do that against those two guys. Uh, you know, in the Cavs, and, and frankly, there's, I, I think that's going to be a problem for, for whoever else they play the rest of the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to be here all week, uh, efforting some uh, special guests too throughout the week too. And Kelly's not going to go anywhere. So if we get anybody, uh, Kelly will be alongside. Kelly, good to talk to you, buddy. You too, man. Looking forward to it. Let's go, Bucks. That's right. Like, rate, review, <laughs> subscribe, and uh, of course, check out everything we have to offer. NFL draft special is up to today. My Matt Brown and myself got to film that. So if you want to check that out, that'll be up on YouTube. Of course, NFL.com or NFL.com. I did that over the weekend. Thesin.com <laughs> slash draft. Check that out and uh, make sure you get everything you need for the upcoming NFL draft. First round begins on Thursday. So then we'll talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.